0: Hi there, it's Sue, and you're listening to a special 12-part series of Maker to Master, Find and Fix What's Not Working in Your Small Business. This is the finale, part 12. Given that many of us are sequestered at home right now, I wanted to do something to balance out the pull to watching the news over and over again. The best thing we can do right now is stay healthy, mentally and physically. That means being active. Go outside for a walk each day, lift weights, or get on your home bike, and think about how you can use this newfound time to be productive. Wouldn't it be great to come out of these times stronger in mind, body, and business? Towards that end, here are a few chapters of my book. Listen to all 12 episodes to hear it in its entirety. On Mondays, I'm sticking with our regular podcast. And then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you'll get these special editions. If you'd like to purchase a hard copy, you can do so on Amazon or at giftbizunwrapped.com. Are you discouraged because your business right now isn't performing as you envisioned? Do you tell people everything is wonderful when inside your stomach is churning because you know it's not true? This book will help you identify where the holes are in your business and show you exactly how to fix them. You'll learn from owners just like you who are seeing real success, growing their companies, and living their dream. In this book, find out how to confirm your business is set up correctly to provide the foundation for growth. How to implement pricing strategies that bring in sales and make you money. How to effortlessly attract new customers every day and balance the making of your product with the running of your business. And finally, you'll discover how to ensure that your business stays open and grows over time. Let's get right to it, shall we? Closing Shop nighty night. Every business goes through a life cycle. Based on the product offering, it could span two years or decades. What if your business today was making wagon wheels? No market. What about cassettes for tape recorders? No market. Some of you may need to Google this. How about Polly Pockets or skippets or Crazy Bones? All things that don't hold interest for today's audience they've run through their life cycle. You can have control over this life cycle when it comes to your business. Ben and Blake are a perfect example. They are third generation owners of The Village Common. The way each generation stayed in existence was by adjusting their product to meet the needs of the market. By doing so, they remained relevant as interests and the culture changed. Let's finish up here with a talk about life cycle and your options. Chapter 52, Change Your Ways. With every business and every product, there is a natural life cycle. It consists of five stages. Let's talk about this in relation to your company. One, planning. This is the time when, behind the scenes, you are setting everything in place to start your business. You file the legal registrations and do the things to set up shop. This includes building a website, buying inventory, etc. It's a time when you're putting a lot of money into development. Two, startup. What you've been waiting for, your grand opening and the introduction of your business to the market starts here. During this time, there are low sales and high costs. In this stage, the company starts to gain traction and attract attention. Three, growth. Once you're open and promoting the business, sales grow and there comes a point where sales surpass costs. In other words, you begin to make money. Four, maturity. This is the time when you've hit your stride. You are known to be the one to go to for whatever it is that you sell. Because of your reputation, sales come in easily and your profits are strong. You want to stay here as long as you can. Five, decline. Demand for what you offer goes down, as do sales. The excitement that was once there for your product or your service is harder to attract. It becomes a struggle to make ends meet. Eventually, the company has run its course and closes. Ugh, this decline stage sounds terrible. But what happens with regard to this business life cycle is up to you. It starts with understanding that this progression is normal. When you're aware of the business life cycle, you can be on the outlook as you advance through these stages. With a product, this progression is inevitable, although the advancement may take years or even decades to reach decline. Think of products that were the in-thing and faded over time. There are millions. Boomboxes, Pac-Man, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In fashion, you can see it change quickly. Straight legs change to bell-bottoms. Shoulder pads turn to shoulder cutouts. Lace, denim, floral patterns. They've all had their time in the limelight. Then they all turned into being yesterday's style. If your business revolves around one product, you need to be very attentive so that you can identify when the tide starts to turn. Check periodically to ensure your product is still relevant with regard to the trends taking place around you. If, or should I say when, your product starts to lose relevancy, you have two options. You can cut your losses and close shop, Or you can reposition yourself in a way where what you sell stays up with the times. That could be by tweaking your product to make it new again. Or to switch your offerings entirely to be fresh and up to date. Then customers still see your company as on point with the times. Being blind to this concept has caught even the biggest companies unaware. Where once video rental stores were in almost every neighborhood, they are non-existent today. The same thing, sadly, is happening with bookstores right now. Times change, and you need to stay in step to stay in business. Chapter 53, Moving Next Door. Sometimes the best option for an underperforming business is to cut the financial and emotional cord and shut down. To carry on because you want to see it through to success no matter what is pointless and can lead to disaster. There's no harm or shame in closing shop. Mark your learning off to gained experience that you can use if you decide to enter into a new venture. There's another option to consider, however, if your problem is declining sales and covering your costs. Julie discovered this in the nick of time. Out of college, Julie worked at and eventually purchased the Silk Thumb, a silk floral shop she'd been with all through high school. This is where she discovered her love for flowers and found that she has a sense of style and design skill, too. It was only natural for her to come back and work in the shop where her passion began. Call it fortuitous or a calculated plan, when the owner of the shop was ready to sell, there Julie was as the obvious one to pick up and continue the business. It was a good decision, too. The store had a stellar reputation and the perfect retail location. Julie knew all the systems to run the business, so the transition was effortless as well. As will happen, times changed and the depression of the late 90s hit. Julie saw her sales go down and down. Silk floral arrangements were a luxury expense after all. Even in this upscale community, her product was in less demand by no fault of her own. I visited Julie in her shop one day, and as we talked, I saw her eyes grow blurry. A single tear that started down her cheek led to a flood when I asked if she was okay. Along with the tears came an explanation of her deep sadness in the realization that she would need to close her doors. She felt responsible for the fate of the business. It hit particularly hard because she felt she had let down the first owner. It was heartbreaking. All that work went into buying and running her business, and then having to close the door for the last time was gut wrenching. I couldn't get her off my mind, but I could help ease the financial loss by participating in her closeout sales. A couple of weeks later, I was going to pick up my order, and I was met with a completely different Julie. She was upbeat, smiling, and full of energy. Wait, what did I miss? Julie had taken the fate of the Silk Thumb into her own hands. Yes, she had to close down the retail shop. But she was turning retail in for something greater. She devised a plan of transformation for the business that would fit the current market situation. Today, the Silk Thumb exists as a silk floral design center. It's housed in a studio accessible by appointment only. Her designs are placed in high-rise apartments and prominent lobbies in downtown Chicago, even in prestigious waiting rooms, lounges, and CEO offices. Not only that, Julie is now married and a new mom. She has time to spend with her family in ways that never would have been possible when she had a brick-and-mortar shop. Julie's reputation and her bank account continue to grow. This could have been a story of defeat But today, Julie can stand proud as she presents a story of rejuvenation and success. Yes, there is a time when it's right to close the doors. But before you do, think of Julie's story and see if a version of it could hold true for you. Conclusion. We have now been through over 50 best practices. Follow them to ensure that your dream of turning your hobby or craft into a business can actually come true. In writing this book, I had you on my mind the entire time. I feel like we know each other, and I'm excited for you to continue on a journey like no other. If you take these points to heart and act accordingly, wonderful things are going to happen in your life. Your business will thrive you will have the pride of creating a company that is a part of and represents you. This excites me because it means your art will be shared with the world. I'd like to keep the conversation going and welcome any comments you have for me. I'd like to know about your dream or tell me what you think of the book and thoughts on any of the points here. You can reach me through email at sue at In the resource section, you'll find the tools I mentioned throughout the book that can provide further guidance. I'd also be honored to have you as part of my free but private Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. There you will find a community of like-minded and supportive creators. They are traveling through their own creative business journeys, just like you. Finally, keep in mind another free resource, which is the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, and on our website at giftbizunwrapped. It's time for you to take action. Go show the world what you've got. I'm cheering you on. This has been an audio production of Maker to Master: Find and Fix What's Not Working in Your Small Business, written by Sue Monheight, read by Sue Monheight produced by Sue Monheit. Maker to Master is also available in print and as an ebook through Amazon Kindle. Thank you for listening. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun, because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze today.